When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Thursday, February 22nd. I had no idea. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a 10-game NBA slate. We are back off of the deadline. Have not done this since last Thursday, and yet now we're here to do it all again. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What's good, everybody? Good to be back. Good to be back. Feels weird, man. We haven't done this in forever. It's always weird coming back off of the break. I feel all out of sorts. All my clicks are different. Like looking at, for some reason, it only takes a week and the whole brain just fully resets. So now it's time to get back into the swing of things. Honestly, I hate that we've got the 10 game. I wanted... I don't know, six games today would have been like a perfect appetizer and then get back to it tomorrow. But we're here. We're ready to do it all. We got a lot to do today. It's going to take a while. We know the deal. We know the deal. We know how this works. Hope everybody had a good break. I did. Um, It was good to be. It was good to refresh the old batteries. It was good to get sleep. Sleep was helpful. Um, I don't know much else, though. I mean, it was relatively tame. I was all over the East Coast, all over PA, Maryland, Virginia, back to North Carolina. 
It's a good time. We've got all sorts of stuff going on today, too. So we've got the normal things. So this, contenders, prize picks, strategy show, deeper dive, obviously live before lock. Brand new post-lock show on playback. You're going to hear more about that throughout today, but we are going to be going live on playback every day after live before lock for an hour, talking whatever's going on in that first hour of games, talking sweats for bets and prize picks and all that good stuff. We've got the final day of our promo where we're doing buy two, get one free in terms of months of whatever sub you're looking for. You can find those links in the description of this video. So if you were looking to sign up, you'll get, you know, you get the next two months plus another month, three more months. And that's for any sport you're looking for. So if you want that on the basketball side, that's going to take you into the playoffs. If you want that on the golf side, that's going to take you through two majors. Um, what other sports am I missing? You know, baseball is going to be here before you know it. That'll be here in a couple weeks. That's got that's coming soon. Lots and lots of stuff going on. But for now, we're diving in. I got nothing else to do. I just made this coffee. It's going to be way too hot. No doubt about it, way too hot. But we kind of got to do what we got to do right now. Man, it feels good to be back. It's going to be, I'm going to be, it's going to be so clunky today and tomorrow. Probably we're not going to feel like we're back at this until next week, (laughs) but it'll be fun. You guys know the drill. Make sure you hit that like button. Coffee is here. I hope you guys are ready for a little bit of coffee. I know I am. You got coffee, tea, water, beer, whatever it is that you have. Join me. In our first cheers back after the All-Star break. I got it here. Cheers, everybody. Don't be too hot. Don't be too hot. Delicious, but a hair too hot. That's going to be quite tasty in like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But for now, bang. Here we go. First game up, the Orlando Magic. They are seven-point underdogs in Cleveland. 215 total. Now, we are going to take, I don't want to say like a full lap around some of these teams, but there's going to be a lot of them where we're going to need to grab a lot of fresh information. As I look at this first one, no faults. Is that real? How are you out for injury management in the first game back? No faults. Otherwise, everybody else for Orlando is around. For Cleveland, Q tag on Donovan Mitchell. And that is it. So we're, we are getting these guys at what essentially amounts to full strength, which is nice. Let me... Make one little tweak here. 
I don't think what I'm about to do is going to work. No, that's not going to work. I would have to do that to everything. I don't know why. I have no idea why StreamYard makes my face look red. <laughs> but it's not like that on every other camera I see. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Last time we projected out Orlando, we did not have Jalen Suggs. Which means that we're going to redo this one. And we'll get this locked and loaded. So, last time the Magic played, I believe, had... The, was the no Suggs game. They got beat by OKC. Or did they play the next day? No, they got they they beat the they beat New York. And that had a game where Anthony Black started and Caleb Houston started. Now we're gonna get Suggs back. I assume we can continue to have Wendell Carter Jr. out there for 28 minutes. We can get Mo Wagner out there for 15 not really expecting Goga. Let's get 35 out there for Paolo Bancaro. 35 for Franz. 34 for Franz, probably. We really just don't seem to get enough minutes out of Cole Anthony. I don't know why that happens, but it happens. We'll do 29 for Jalen Suggs. The rest of this should fill itself in pretty easily. Gary Harris is going to need a chunk of playing time. We'll give him 22 minutes. I assume we get that standard like starting but not starting game out of Anthony Black. And it's just Ingles and Isaac, I guess. John Isaac playing, I don't know, 17 minutes. Joe Ingles playing 14 minutes. And then I'm just going to hide the final five minutes on Caleb Houston. Now, rates I don't have to change. They don't really move around all that much. We've got Bancaro and Franz locked and loaded already. Now, on the opposite side for Cleveland, we should have what amounts to a full-strength Cleveland Cavaliers team, including... No limitations on Darius Garland and to Evan Mobley. So we will give those guys a bit of a bump. Last time out, let's bump up that minutes table a little bit. Last time these guys played was the 14th. You got, we were getting about 30 minutes out of Darius Garland and we got up to 31 minutes on Evan Mobley. So I'm going to take... Garland to 34. And I'm going to take Mobley to 32. We'll get Jared Allen to 33. Most of this should be pretty easy to handle. I just have to shave 11 minutes from something here. Most of that is going to come from Sam Merrill. Uh, definitely need to bring Isaac Okoro down a bit. I think I'm pretty much where I want to be here for this team. Uh, Dean Wade probably going to lose a chunk of time too. 
What did Wade play last time out? Didn't play. Was that a DMP CD or was he just out? Not too many people are starting their day off, first day off the All-Star break, thinking, I wonder how many minutes Dean Wade is going to play today with a full-strength Cavs team. That's how bad this is. All right. On the 14th, Cleveland. Wade was questionable with an illness. Which is oddly important information. So he was out with the illness. So I'm going to guess he's back in the rotation. That just makes more sense. And if that's the case, I'm going to give him 14 minutes and we're going to call it a day here on Cleveland. All of Cleveland is correct as well from a rates perspective. We've gone over them recently. So as we hop back over to evaluate, if we're looking at anything from Orlando, it's Jalen Suggs. At 4,500, which, just to double check, Suggs didn't play their most recent game, but did play 33 minutes the night before that. So I do feel pretty good there. Suggs looks good. And I would say Wendell Carter Jr. at 4,900 is probably your second best option. I don't anticipate either guy to look like overwhelmingly great plays. Now on the Cleveland end, and we got to remember, this is two good defenses, two slow teams, two not that great offenses. Why is Darius Garland 5,900 today? Is that real? I guess that, that's got to be real, right? So we're going to play a lot of Darius Garland. No matter how pessimistic you want to be with his projection, even if you want to say 33 minutes and a fantasy point per minute, that's still 33 fantasy points at 5,900. Even that's 5.6x, and he's going to look like one of the better options. But to me, Darius Garland grading out quite well today. What's his points prop look like? That's the only thing that I really have to check because we're not all that interested in the rest of Cleveland in terms of really digging in. Garland, 16 and a half. Pretty well juiced to the over. It's minus 128 to the over, plus 100 to the under. So, you know, somewhere in that like 17 to 17 and a half range. I'm a little lofty. So I am going to take a minute away from Garland and drop him down to 33. Hide that extra minute on Sam Merrill. But even still, Garland looking really good today. At 5,900. Mitchell's okay. Mobley's okay. Allen's okay. Um, only thing standing out in that first game is Darius Garland. Game do. Oh, no. This one's not going to be fun to break down. Ooh, okay, Detroit Pistons, 11.5 point underdogs in Indy, 247.5 total. Now, 247.5 total is the highest total on today's slate. Obviously, both of these teams have really bad defenses. This one's not fun. I don't even want to watch this game. 
Now, last time out for the Pistons, they got beat by 16 to Phoenix. They started Cade, Ivy, Fontecchio, Asar Thompson, Jalen Duran. Now, for Detroit, Cade is probable. Quentin Grimes, doubtful. Beef Stew, questionable. That's the one that becomes kind of weird. Because Beef Stew has been out since the deadline. This team is so dumb. They've played 23 dudes in their last 10 games. 23. That's so stupid. But we got to get Beef Stew in. And then the question becomes, is Isaiah Stewart going to start today? Because they really do like, like, he's young. They like that dueling big situation. What does this do to James Wiseman? All of this is rather unappealing. This is a this is a full restart of the rotation. So right out of the gate. I think we're going 33 minutes to Cade. I think we're going 33 minutes to Jaden Ivey. And I think we're doing 30 minutes to Jalen Duran. Those three things I feel confident in. What do we do with Isaiah Stewart? Hmm. This is not easy. I don't know what, like, the good news is this game starts at 7. We have four 7 o'clock games. So, like, rotation, like, starting lineups. We're going to get it for this one. So, maybe it won't matter. Let's say Beef Stew is at least the backup center. And then we get... Did I leave my phone downstairs? I did. Guys, I'm going to be right back. I got to grab my cell phone and put it on the charger. Got it. It's like, I, I know I haven't charged something that I'm supposed to be charging right now. Sure enough. It was the old cell phone. All right, I'm going to keep 26 minutes for Asar Thompson. And I'm going to do 26 minutes for Fontecchio. I think we're going to get a decent chunk of Marcus Sasser. And Shake Milton. Are we going to get... Are the final two guys going to be Fournier and Troy Brown? Yeah, we do have a really compact schedule, which helps. 
four sevens, a seven thirty. If my times are right, four sevens, a seven thirty, three eights, and two nines. All right, let's go Fournier. I think we're going to get more beef stew at the four in lieu of somebody. Which could be Troy Brown. Are they going to play? They're going to play him, aren't they? They're going to play Fournier real minutes. They're probably going to play Beef Stew and, and Durin together as well. Oh, Gallo is also on the Bucks now. So let's fix that one. I'm going to go 22 to Fournier. And 18 to Troy Brown for right now. This one's a little weird. We, we need some more information. Now, rates-wise, I don't really think I have to move anything around. But I got a sneaky suspicion Detroit is about to look really problematic for the Pacers. Aaron Neesmith is out. Jalen Smith is questionable. So we're going to gut that whole rotation. Aaron Neesmith being out is like oddly important for a, a guy that like hasn't been out all that much. So I assume we're getting now just like full strength, normal Tyrese Halliburton. And we're going to get 28 minutes out of Miles Turner. I'm going to say 19 for Jalen Smith. We're going to get 34 out of Pascal Siakam. Last Pacers game was a two-point win against Toronto in the trade bowl. So we're going to get Nemhard. I don't know, 29. I feel like they're going to start Doug McDermott here. When Neesmith left that game after 53 seconds, they went to McBuckets first. And he kind of fits better than anybody else would. I'm going to say like 24 minutes, 26 minutes. I think it's McDermott. I think it's McDermott. I think they're going to go Halliburton, Nemhard, McBuckets, Siakam, Turner. I think Doug McDermott becomes the Aaron Neesmith here. Feels weird for them to go Nemhard, Matherin, and Halliburton. That's overkill. And then they don't really have anybody else that fits positionally. Pretty sure Doug McDermott's going to get the start here. Whether he closes or not becomes a different story. We'll get Obi Toppin in for some sort of chunk of minutes. Actually, that's one, one thing I want to look at. Toppin 
Oh, that one had no Turner. Turner, Toppin, Siakam. Isaiah Jackson. Okay, so we do end up getting a few minutes of what I guess is technically Pascal Siakam at the three, which makes no sense. <laughs> now, Larry, it's it's the software, as weird as it sounds. Like, in my streaming software, I'm the normal color that I am. In StreamYard, it's making my face super red. I think it has something to do with that red sign, but I could be wrong. Oh, if you guys don't see it, great. But it's staggering. I, I wish I could like somehow show you guys a screenshot. But if you guys don't see it, then it really doesn't matter. All right. Benedict Matherin minutes. I just don't think he's going to be the guy that gets this giant benefit. They really need more minutes of like, I mean, I guess it's going to mostly be Matherin. It, it just doesn't make sense if they start Matherin. You need McBuckets having no usage in shooting the three while Siakam and Halliburton are on the floor make way more sense to me. think we're pretty well good here and we have all these guys rates you know corrected and things i'm afraid to look at this game legitimately afraid it's like okay here comes detroit don't be 48 okay okay we can be all right here 48 being 3400 sucks that's not ideal that's not ideal at all. Um, he's part of Cade and Ivy and Duran, all looking very similar. Nobody stands out from Detroit, but Fournier value is a real thing. Jaden Ivy and Cade Cunningham are both very reasonable options. Now, Indy might look even worse. Oh, okay. Uh, $9,400 Tyrese Halliburton in a matchup against the Pistons. That seems like a good spot to get to. Maybe that's just me. He's got a 20 and a half point prop. I have him at 24 and a half right now. Which is worth having a conversation about but if Tyrese Halliburton is playing 34 minutes let's think this through for a second since we have this prop I just want to say Halliburton played Siakam played does Halliburton have a giant usage hit now that Siakam is here Halliburton's played 274 minutes in in games where Siakam has also played. He's got a 23% usage rate. So if I bring that down, 
That gets him to 22 and a half. I'm still north of that 20 and a half mark, but I feel a little bit better. Now, the assists are probably right at 10 and a half. They're, they're even low, which also kind of makes sense. If you have Pascal Siakam there, you're probably more likely to get an assist. But I can't move that rate any further. I got him in for a 46% assist rate. So I feel okay here. The real problem, as it usually is, is Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is 4K, but he has power forward eligibility. Andrew Nemhard's a bit of an issue, too, if he's playing 29 minutes a night at 4,400. The whole Pacers team looks good. But I think Jalen Smith is probably the first man up. I think Nemhard is probably second. Then you're getting to like $3,100 McBuckets. You're getting Halliburton. You're getting Siakam. You're getting Turner. I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six legitimate plays from the Pacers today. Oh, boop. Gotcha, Larry. Still not used to hitting the buttons today. Nemhard, McDermott, Smith, Turner, Siakam, Halliburton. All very in play. With a lot of value coming here from the Indiana side. Pricing on Indy on DraftKings is extra soft. Do I still have? I do. Save this. Nice. Starting to get our little list building here. Let me... Wow, I really trimmed the top of that sheet off and I didn't know it. Does that one help it? Kind of does. There we go. So yeah, right out of the gate for the first two games that we've looked at, Darius Garland is your best option. And then we've got this four-man pack of Jalen Smith, Nemhard, McDermott, Turner. Really starts to blend in over here. So we'll keep looking at this one. We'll go to game three. Uh, ooh, Knicks Sixers. I'm, I have no idea what's available for the New York Knicks right now. That's for sure. Ananobi still out. Boyan probable. Hartenstein probable. This must have been a really nice layoff for Isaiah Hartenstein. No Randall, no Mitchell Robinson. So this one won't be too bad. Can we get Jalen Brunson in there for 37? We get Isaiah Hartenstein out there for, I mean, he took, he's had so much time off. He missed the last three games, but he was at 30 for those previous three. 
He's basically been off for 12 days. 13 days. I'm going to say 32 for Hartenstein. And then we get Precious in for, what, 38? I mean, he's played 40 in 7 of 8. And only they played 39 in the other one, so... 38 feels pretty good for Precious. We're going to need... Let's see here. Josh Hart's probably going to play 38. Boyan... Got the 33 in the opener... Feels like he's going to play like 28 here. Then we get DiVincenzo back in for, I'm going to say 38. Until I have to start cutting these, I'm going to continue with these 38s. Alec Burks got 30 in the game with no DiVincenzo, but somewhere in that like... 16 to 22 range without him. We do 18 to Burks. That leaves me 11 that I can put on Jericho Sims. Now, rates I don't have to move for this team right now. And I don't expect a ton to look good, but the minutes will matter. On the Philly end, uh, Batum still questionable. I could have swore I just saw a tweet that said Darius Baisley's expected to make his debut. He's still listed as out for the G League, so we'll see what that means. Covington's still out, Embiid's still out, Melton's still out. So this really is still like the same... Philly team we've been watching, although we do have to deal with the Tobias Harris minutes. So let's get Tyrese Maxey in for 37. Let's get B-Ball Paul in for 27. Bamba gets 15. Toby in for 34. Buddy Heald in for 34. Kelly Oubre in for 33. Holy shit. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Totally forgot. Let's get him added. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Save this because it's being really weird. I might have to close Excel quickly. It doesn't like me trying to put Kyle Lowry on the Sixers. Everything is just freezing up. You guys seeing this? (laughs) 
Yeah, I bet some errors were made. Let's get this saved first. Guys, this is breaking bad. <laughs> Change the view up a little bit until we can get this fixed. I don't like this. Is I don't like this. It is just straight frozen. I'm glad I saved it after indie at least. Yeah, I gotta kill Excel. It's gonna it, the the workbook is gonna be broken too, so I might have to pull an old version. Not a great start for us, folks. Last save I have is seven oh three. That's we're gonna I'm gonna have to redo the Knicks kind of quickly. Get it quickly. Uh, can't do my changes exist? Oh, they do. Get out of town. Does this really work? This might actually work. Huzzah. All right. So if I close this. Save. Can I salvage? Apparently I can. We're back in it. Bingo. Welcome to the team, Kyle Lowry. Thirty-four to healed. Thirty-three to Ubre. Now we're getting there. Oh yeah, we got to project Nick Batum like he's back. I'm guessing he won't start. Because Batum means a lot less when Embiid isn't active. Is Kyle Lowry just going to be the backup point guard? There's no way, right? He's going to play. He's probably not in great game shape. <laughs> I guess we could assume that one. Oh, we still have campaign on this stupid team, too. So I guess Buddy Heal can play a little bit at the three we can get campaign to like 18 and that leaves me 26 minutes for two guys which i think will be kj martin and batum None of this probably matters all that much. I do need to take a quick peek at props for uh, for Maxi and Harris. Maxi's at 26 real points. That's where I have him. Harris is at about 18. A little heavy there. 
Ubre is at 14 and a half. Buddy Heald's at 17. Buddy Heald higher than I was expecting. All right, that'll work. Game three now. Knicks. Eight-man rotation. Just out there doing it. Everybody's sort of already priced where they should be, so it doesn't look all that good. So I'm going to say... Maybe Jalen Brunson. And even then, no one from the Knicks looks all that good. For Philly, no one on Philly looks good. This game is basically a write-off today. I will not be paying close attention to the Knicks Sixers. Brooklyn and Toronto. Nets are two-point dogs in Toronto. 231 total. And we got a new coach here. Which is not helpful for trying to figure out what rotations are going to do. But we do not have... Jacques Vaughn here any longer. I'm guessing things don't immediately go crazy because there's only so much talent on this team, but like someone probably goes from not playing to playing and vice versa. So last time out, Brooklyn's most recent game was a 50 point drubbing by Boston that likely cost Jacques Vaughn his job. We can start with Nick Claxton getting 28 minutes. And I'm at least going to give Ben's... Well, we've got Dayron Sharp back now, too. I think we could lock him into some run. We get Ben Simmons in for, like, 22. Bridges just gets his 36. I assume we're going to get... Dennis Schroeder starting, but like we could just as easily get DSJ. Like anything can change here and it would make sense. Get 22 for Dorian Finney Smith. I'm going to go 24 to Schroeder. We're going to go 33 to Cam Thomas. feel like I need more than 24 for Cam Johnson, but he's really not playing it. Well, 26 to Cam Johnson. I think we get 20 out of DSJ and maybe that feels too much there. 17 for Jalen Wilson is too much, but I don't know where the other minutes should go. Maybe we go 16, and that gets Cam Johnson to 27. What is Cam Thomas's points prop for today? They don't have it, but they have Ben Simmons in for 7.5. That makes sense. Uh, 23.5 for Mikel Bridges. Good enough. 
Don't think there's a lot to really dig into to Brooklyn. And I'm assuming there's not a lot to dig into on the Toronto side either. I guess it would have helped if I actually looked at the uh, injury report, which isn't relevant for Brooklyn and isn't relevant for Toronto either. So there's not much we're going to move around here for the Raptors. We got 33 minutes for quickly. 20 for Grady Dick, 27 for Trent, 23 for Bruce Brown. I'm definitely going to bump up. Uh, 34 for Barrett, 36 for Barnes, 28 for Jakob Pertl, 20 for Kelly Olinick. That could be too high. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think anything in this game is going to look good. Let's look at Brooklyn. Again, two-point dogs, 231 total. As usual, Mikel Bridges, 7,300, shooting guard, small forward, fine. $5,100 Cam Johnson, probably over-projected, which I'm going to correct right now. Like, Lonnie Walker can very easily come in today and play 24 minutes, and we don't even expect it. He could also just not be a part of the rotation. Yeah, it's really just Bridges at best. And then for Toronto, I think Gary Trent looks all right at 4K. Point guard, shooting guard. Like, that flexibility in price is just going to be at least a little interesting. He's a .75 guy. And then I still like quickly, but let's at least take a look at his props. His points prop is 16 and a half. So what we really need to do is figure out what do we expect out of Quickly's usage rate? I'm going to take a minute away from him just to make this look better. That'll soften that a bit. But I do like Trent. Trent, Quickly, Pirtle, Barnes, Barrett, they're all okay options. But again, everybody's just going to like funnel in if I add those next two games. It's still Garland at the top, still Jalen Smith and Nemhard. Gary Trent sneaks his way into being like a little interesting. McDermott, Turner, Suggs. No real standout payup options. Uh, Halliburton would be the closest one to that. We go to game five, Phoenix and Dallas. What do we know for the Suns? I assume Beal is back. Where the hell is this game? There, there it is. Beal questionable for Dallas. Luka probable. Exum still out. Maxi probable. Lively probable. So we just have to get Beal back in. This one should be really easy to do um we're gonna get nurk out there for 26 we're gonna get kd out there for 37 we're gonna get 
Grayson Allen for 32, Booker for 36, Beal for 35. We get Eubanks for some backup center run. Get like 22 out of Eric Gordon. We get like 22 out of Royce O'Neal. Leaves me 15 for Josh Okogie. That is That's pretty easy to handle. Bang. Do have to check rates for these guys with Beal back because I don't remember what I changed. All right. Booker's at 27.5 points to the over. I got 28.8. Durant's at 26.5 to the under. I've got 28. We can bring that down a bit. I'm also going to take a minute away from him. Lock him in at 36 for right now. That looks better. Beal's at 17 and a half to the over. I could handle that. Everything else looks good here for Phoenix. For Dallas. Oddly, not a lot to change here. That's what happens when, I guess, Kyrie and Luka are just healthy. We do need to figure out the entire center situation between Gafford and Lively. Feels like they can't take that. Like That's going to be a weird thing moving forward. Like, are they going to start Gafford? They shouldn't. That's That sends a weird message to Lively. Like, I'm guessing Lively's face feels a lot better after a week off. <sighs> I don't like breaking down this center rotation at all. I'm going to stay 37 Kyrie, 38 Luka. I've got 26 for Hardaway, 28 for Josh Green, 13 for Derek Jones Jr., 30 for P.J. Washington, which I don't think is going anywhere. I, mm, man, this is... It's not an easy team to project right now. I'm going to leave what I have in here right now because I just don't trust it. Do they have props? PJ Washington's at 11 and a half. So I feel fine there. I just don't know what they're going to do between Gafford and Lively. And honestly, I don't think they know what they're going to do. And we're not going to be rostering these guys anyway. So for Phoenix, Booker at best. Otherwise, you're probably not going to anybody here. What is Beal's assist prop? Five? 
Guess I could bump that up a hair. Yeah, like, I don't... You're probably not playing much from Phoenix. They don't look... Like, the pricing's just sort of set in stone already. And then for Dallas, you know, Kyrie looks fine at 9K. Luka looks fine at 12,100, but that's not a good value. I think PJ Washington is probably the easiest guy that, to get to from Dallas, and you don't really feel great about that either. At least Gafford and Lively are both priced in ways where, like, you don't feel bad about not getting them. It's kind of a nothing game. You can see it here, too. Like, if I add this one in... Wait, where's five at? There we go. Like, Luca gets to ninth overall. And that's and we're we're halfway through, so you know you're expecting eighteenth. S and P, you're very right. Bob, it bums me out. He was looking good. Boston Celtics seven and a half point favorites in Chicago. 225 total. Can't imagine any bit of this looks good for the Bulls. And we should be getting what I would imagine is a full-strength Celtics team. Jaden Springer questionable. Otherwise, we're good. And then for the Bulls, no Tory Craig, no Zach Levine, no Patrick Williams. Pretty standard stuff here. So... Let's work our way from back to front. 31 minutes to Porzingis. We'll go 12 to Tillman. Get uh, 23 to Al Horford. 36 to Tatum. 35 to Jalen Brown. 32 to Drew. 33 to Derek White. Peyton Pritchard gets some run. Sam Hauser gets some run. It does leave me seven minutes to hide on somebody. Feels odd for this team. Uh, so O'Shea Brissett, come on down. Rates are all staying. We're not moving Boston around. This is we we know what we're getting here. And now for the Bulls side. No Tory Craig actually does matter, which is kind of annoying. What did the last Bulls game look like? Lost by three to Cleveland. They started Drummond and Vooch alongside of each other. I don't think they're going to do that today here against Boston. I think Boston destroys that. I think we get White. You know, they might have to. Are we going to get White, Caruso, Desunmu, DeRozan, Vooch? Or is Chicago just going to say, like, we're going to try to win the boards? Boston never tries to get to the rim, though, so it's, it seems unnecessary. 
I'm going to go 37 minutes to Vooch. We're going to get 38 for Kobe White. 38 for DeMar. We're going to go 32 to Caruso. 35 to Desunmu. Drummond gets at least the backup run there. I think he's going to just play the backup four and five. That gives him 21 minutes. That seems close. We get Javon Carter in for 14. And then we want, what, Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips? Dalen Terry. Yeah, it's probably Phillips. Phillips available. He is. 12 to Dalen Terry, 13 to Julian Phillips. Rates stay the same. I can't imagine anything looks good in this game, though. All right, Boston. Yeah, it's same as it always is. White, Brown, Tatum, Holiday, Porzingis. Whichever one of those guys you want to get to, feel free. None of them look good. Caruso, 5,100 is all right. Vooch, 7,500 looks all right. Dasunmu, White, Dero. The starters for Chicago are oddly appealing. They're not priorities, but they're in that upper tier of our list. Like, Caruso slots into that number four spot. Vooch is at six. Dasunmu sneaks in. Like, Boston's nowhere to be found, but Chicago looked better than I thought they would. I guess that's what happens when you're missing half your team. Houston and New Orleans. Rockets are six and a half point dogs. 227 total. Van Vliet back. Uh, Tari Eason's still out, but we get Fred Van Vliet back. That means Amon Thompson back to the bench. Uh, for the Pels, B.I. is questionable. Otherwise, everything else is pretty normal. So we do need to cut this Houston rotation down and probably reproject their rates because they are a different team with Van Vliet around. So let's get... Let's get Van Vliet in. Let's get Jalen Green in. Let's get Shingun in. Jabari. And then we get Dylan Brooks. S&P, I'll believe that one when I see it. I don't I, I don't know how they do that. That one makes no sense to me. I mean, like, it makes sense to me, but, like, it doesn't make sense to me. If you, if you take Jalen Green out of the starting lineup, you have to trade him. You just have to. 
you can't pull that you can't pull him from the starting lineup. He'll never he'll never want to be there again. They have nothing to play for. All right, we're going to get Cam Whitmore in for something. Yeah, so I thought that, but I was just assuming that I wasn't paying attention to things. But I thought I, I thought that I saw that it was just going to be Fred Van Vliet straight back in for Amon Thompson. But it didn't really matter to me because I don't think it's gonna we're going to be looking at those guys anyway today. Get Whitmore in. Get Amon Thompson in. Get Aaron Holiday in. We get Jay Shantae in. Now, in games where Van Vliet, Brooks, Shingoon, Smith, and Green, at least four of them started. Now, with that starting five, that's a big enough sample. S&P, when you say no change to the starting lineup, I assume that means, like, Fred Van Vliet starts, right? Like, no change to the real starting lineup? Because for that one, the devil really is in the details. They're, they're, they can't. They're not going to. Yeah, they can't. They're not, there's no chance they're bringing Van Vliet off the bench. They're going to bring Fred Van Vliet off the bench. He'd be on a different team from the deadline. All right, 19% usage rate for Fred Van Vliet. 27 for Shangoon. 18 for Dylan Brooks. 17 and a half for Jabari. 26 and a half for Jalen Green. What do the Houston points props look like? Nineteen and a half for Shingoon. I am way heavy there, so let's take a minute away. Cut that down a bit. Jabari Smith is at twelve and a half. That's fine. Jalen Green's at sixteen and a half. That's fine. Dylan Brooks is at fourteen. Good. Van Vliet thirteen and a half. Close enough. Cam Whitmore around twelve. Close enough. Assist rate, only thing that should matter, and even this shouldn't really matter. Anything weird for Shingun's rebounds? Bumpski. Pop back over to the Pels now, who we really actually don't have to move around. 24 for Joval, 21 for Nance, 32 for Zion. Can bump up Trey Murphy a bit. This is the one team that like really just doesn't have their shit move around. Rates all stay the same for the Pels. When everybody's available, the Pels are really easy. 
So we look at Houston. Yeah, no matter, it doesn't really matter what we've got going on here. You know, like Van Vliet's all right at 6,700. Um, Shangun's all right at 8,600. For the Pels, I kind of like CJ at 7K. I probably have him over projected. 18 real points. Yeah, a little bit. I don't really know here. Like Ingram, CJ, Herb Jones, Zion. Those are the only four guys you're really looking at. And again, none of them really look that great. It's it's really weird. DraftKings pricing is a little soft for today, but it is uniformly soft. It's not like we're not getting like crazy value. It's just like everybody at the top looks kind of the same. And I assume I'm a little high on Darius Garland. I tend to be. Which is just going to bring everybody in together even more. The lack of pay-up options is really stark. Like, now that I think about it, what's out there? Luka, we haven't talked about Jokic or SGA yet. And then Durant is the only other 10K guy. Very weird. This is a very weird slate. All right, Clippers and OKC. This is a hell of a game. Kind of want to watch this bad boy. This one will be tipping off right as we finish up our uh, playback show. Now, last time out, there was no Kawhi. So I got to delete that whole rotation. We might have some tweaks that we need to make here in a big way. In fact, I am going to cut everything that I have here for this team. Where are they hiding? Do they not even have an injury report? I don't think OKC or the Clippers have a single name on their injury report. It's just not listed. Yeah, they're... Neither team is listed on the injury report today. Well, that's good, I guess. Assuming that's not a mistake. <laughs> Which should make this a little bit easier to handle. Let's go ahead and project these guys out. So we've got Zubats back. He's played the last four. He got up to 28 minutes last time out. So no reason to suspect that's going to change in any major way. Let's get him to 27. I'll get Kawhi in for 35. We're going to get Paul George in for 32. He hasn't really exceeded that limit, has he? Yeah, he kind of has. Go 33 to Paul George. We'll get 36 to Harden. Backup run to Russ. Plus, we'll double that up. We'll get Man in. We get Norm Powell in. I know we're not going to get PJ Tucker in, though. That's for sure. That man is not a happy camper. Twenty-one for Amir Coffee. Oh, 
you guys don't have my rate screen right now. That's something I got to do. And where's it hiding? BBB stats. Got it. All right. Games where Harden, George, and Kawhi all start. But Russell Westbrook did not start. Kawhi gets 26% usage. Harden gets 20. PG gets 26 and a half. Russ gets 24 and a half. Only other guy we need to get here is Zoo. That's going to be 16 and a half. Harden assist rate. Big time jump. Kawhi stays the same. Paul George stays the same. Russ stays the same. Rebounding probably doesn't matter unless Zubas just does something crazy. Kind of does, actually. Think we're okay here on this uh, Clipper side. OKC should be equally as easy to project here. And I think we're getting Gordon Hayward today as well. So let's get SGA in for 35. We get Josh Giddy in for 25. We get Lou Dort in for 28. We get Jalen Williams in for 33. We get Chet in for 31. I think we're going to get Bismack Biombo starting to get some run. I think we're going to get Gordon Hayward starting to get some run. Isaiah Joe is certainly not going anywhere. I can't imagine Kenrich Williams is going anywhere. Leaves me 29... Still got to get Case and Wallace. I'm going to say Jalen Williams with the Y is going to be the odd man out, but I don't really care. And I don't have to move around any rates. I do think Gordon Hayward will have like reasonable usage off the bench, but probably doesn't matter. Not a lot to look at here for the Clippers. I think Zubats at 5,400 might actually be the best one. Everybody else is below 5X. It's really unappealing. And then OKC. Chet, Giddy, Jalen, SGA, all totally fine. Again, no standout options. As we add in game eight.
like where is everybody this is just hideous it's truly hideous zubats was the best clipper he's 26th now with one minute change he goes from 26 to like fourth that's how blurry everything is that's maybe that's the easier way to think about this like Avita Zubats right now grades out around 26th, but he's got negative 11, and there are 16 negative 11s and another 7 at negative 10. If I just gave Zubats another minute, he would jump all the way up here to around like Gary Trent and Caruso. That's how big of a swing it is, where one minute today can make you a top 5 play or the 25th best play. Weird day. Oh, boy. Cool. So the Denver Nuggets get to come out of a week-long break, and they face the 15-point underdog Washington Wizards. Uh, yeah. I don't even really remember who's on the Wizards, which isn't going to be helpful. Isaiah Livers is out. I guess we get Bagley back. KCP probable, Jamal Murray probable. Oh no, what's this? Give me one second, guys. I gotta text my dad. Driving me nuts. Unbelievable. All right, Washington. Sorry, guys. Uh, trust me, Sharkilla. I am very bothered right now. I shouldn't be, but I am. Let's get 31 in for Tyus. Let's get 28 for Bagley, 27 for Bagley. That's 28 for Bagley. Yeah, definitely not trying to text from a 93 flip phone. It's a as new as it gets at iPhone. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm. Gotta forward this one to the wife.
Okay. Kuzma for 34. God, that feels that I gotta go 33. They're just they're not gonna get this playing time. 33 for Denny, who basically hasn't missed a shot in weeks. And we can get 24 from Kispert. We get 28 from Kulabali. We get 30 out of Jordan Poole. 15 out of Landry Chamay. Another 12 out of Rashawn Holmes. Oh, no, Shark Killer. No, I'm not. I know I got to check it when I got to check it. I'm. My dad is uh, stressing me out in a very big way right now, which is not intentional on his part. He can't really help himself right now, but it is uh, making my life tricky. I can't imagine something is going to look good from Washington here. Similarly, Denver should be as easy as it gets to project now that everybody is back. We're going 32 minutes to Jamal Murray, 32 minutes to KCP, 32 minutes to MPJ, 32 minutes to Aaron Gordon, and we'll go 34 to Nikola Jokic. Did they go back to Zeke Naji to close out? They did. I wonder if that's on purpose. All right, we'll get Naji in. We'll get Peyton Watson in. We get Reggie Jackson in. We get Christian Brown in. And I'm going to hide 10 on Justin Holiday. Now, I do have to fix rates, unfortunately, because the last time they played was no Murray. And uh, spoiler alert, we know what it looks like when Jamal Murray doesn't play. Nikola Jokic becomes a very different player. So KCP, Gordon, Jokic, Murray, Porter, all starting. Get 29% usage in for Jokic. Let's get 28 for Jamal Murray. Let's get 12 to KCP. Let's get 19 to MPJ. And let's get 17 to Aaron Gordon. Jokic's assist rate is already correct. Jamal Murray actually needs to come up. No one else really needs to move. Rebounding rates. Jokic doesn't have to move here.
Is Denver going to look good because of Washington? Is that going to happen? Is Jokic going to be the overwhelming guy because of the Wizards? We got $5,300 Bagley looking like the best option from Washington. Maybe you get to Kuzma. Maybe you get to Poole. 11-6 for Jokic certainly stands out. 29% usage, 40% assist rate, 20% rebounding rate, 29-12-8 and eight stat line. Like, all that looks good. I like Jamal Murray. I probably have him over-projected. What's his points prop? Twenty and a half. Yeah, I got twenty-three. So we're gonna bring that usage rate down a peg. But even still, still a little heavy on it. I like Murray and I like Jokic. But even then, they don't stand out. It's so bizarre. Everybody's priced in like in a really efficient manner. Man, this is really crazy. Final game before we run our crunches. Charlotte Hornets, 10-point dogs in Utah. Disgusting. Truly disgusting here. For Charlotte, no LaMelo, no Mark Williams, no Leaky Black, no Nick Smith. Most of this seems okay. So we'll bump Brandon Miller up another minute. We'll bring Grant Williams down a minute. Misich looks good. Trey Mann looks good. Seth Curry looks good. Cody Martin looks good. Hyde 2 on Thor. Really don't have to do anything with Charlotte. And then for Utah, same confusing nature that we've had recently. Lost by three to Golden State. It's a nine-man rotation now. Uh, I think we're bumping up Keontae George to 32. I think I'm bumping up Chris Dunn to 20. I think 27 for Walker Kessler just sort of has to be. Although if I go 26, that would allow me to get John Collins... No, 29's got to stay. 34 for Markinen? 34 for Markinen. I can bump Taylor Hendricks up. At 31 for Clarkson. I can't go higher there. I can bump Sexton to 28. And then I'm just going to hide the final three on Samanich and Yurtsevin for right now. Charlotte. No standouts from Charlotte. Again, it's just like Trey Mann's all right. Nick Richards is all right. Miles Bridges is all right. Cody Martin's fine. And then for Utah, okay. So Keontae George is the overwhelming play for today. It's 4700 That is a broken price tag. And Keontae George is the highest owned dude on today's slate. I think Walker Kessler looks really good at 5,100 if you're a believer in 26 minutes. I'm going to take a minute away just to, for sanity's sake. But did I, I feel like I didn't refresh the salaries, but I did. It's Keontae George season in a big, big way.
Now, folks, we are at the time that we are used to. It is time to run some crunches. So hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Subscribe to the channel, notification bell. Remember, buy two months, get one free right now. That should that deal should be in the uh, in the description of this video. And the key takeaway here is today is the last day for it. Another reminder: new playback show going live tonight on playback, seven o'clock to eight o'clock. We will give way more details on the strategy show. And on Deeper Dive and Live Before Lock before we get there. But we want you guys to come hang out. Watch the games with us if you're interested. Optimal on DK. 281.3. That's the optimal by 0.4. Darius Garland. Andrew Nemhard. Jordan Clarkson. Jalen Smith. Walker Kessler. Luka Doncic. Larry Markinen, Keontae George. It's a lot more of Utah than I was expecting to get. But the Keontae George piece makes a ton of sense. I have Garland in all 50. We have Keontae George in all 50. Jalen Smith is in all but one. And then Nemhard and Siakam are the only guys in the 50% range. If we slap on some randomness. Jalen Smith climbing to the top of the list. I think that's just a power forward thing. Keontae George and McBuckets are in the 20s, and then it's just straight flat. There are no overwhelming priorities, and I don't even think Jalen Smith will look like that as we get move on later today. This slate is next level hard and really fun. It's difficult to get to the payups. Luka and Jokic are on a different tier. I think Jokic is a little bit better. It's a very gross slate, but it's fun. Because it's going to let you play whoever you want to play. That's usually a good thing. Two ninety-two point four seven is the optimal lineup by point one two. Uh, well, Walker's not going to start over Smith because Smith isn't going to start. So I feel pretty safe in that one. Don't think they're going to start Pascal Siakam at the three. I think they could start Walker over McDermott, but. Uh, Miles Turner and Pascal Siakam will be at the four and the five. Jalen Smith will not be starting no matter what. Garland, Suggs, Martin, Ivy, Markinen, Porter, Ingram, Siakam, Richards. That's a bit of a rainbow. Darius Garland in all 50. Nick Richards in 49. Standard issue stuff for the morning. Siakam in 94%. Jaden Ivy in 92%. Pricing on Fandle is weird. MPJ is in 80%. Brandon Ingram in 60%. Markinen, Washington, Martin, and are the three guys in the 50s. And then as we throw on the FanDuel randomness.
Oh man, these names are bouncing all over the place. It is MPJ at the top, tied with Darius Garland, then Jaden Ivey, then Doug McDermott. And then KCP rounding out the top five on FanDuel. This is going to be quite the show. So guys, we're back. Another one in the books. We've got one more process show tomorrow before we get back to the weekend again. Make sure you're keeping your eyes peeled for prize picks, for contenders, strategy show, deeper dive, and our new show on playback later tonight. Guys, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute blast to be back. I've missed talking about this. I got a lot more work to do, so I will talk to you guys a bit later. This was the process.